This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 33, with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. crack me up man that was that you're so enthusiastic this is fantastic i did a, I did a fist pump when i said my name did you like up did. or out like up straight up like like somebody that would do that <laughs> and who would do that <laughs> well, i was thinking of a dc character but i don't like maybe iron man dc character iron man no i was thinking of a dc character but i don't want to say his name so like maybe iron man might do that oh oh you you think Iron Man's lame? Is that or no? Hello. Hey, are you there? I I hear you now. Yeah. No. I said, do you think Iron Man is lame? No, no. Just typically the the fist pump, sh- you know, going straight up, flying into the air is associated with some other character. Oh, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yes, I I suppose. I don't know who that would be. You could Maybe say the... loser man. You could say the Sentry. Maybe some loser that they have to reboot all of continuity every ten years because their story sucks. (laughs) 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 This is Marvel 616 Politics. Welcome to the show, Body Politic. That's you guys out there in Radio Land. Um, You can get a hold of us by email or Gmail, as we like to call it. Marvel616politics at gmail.com. You visit our website, marvel616politics.com. And also, there's Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, 616Politics. You can Facebook us at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can even give us a call, 616-755-TINA. I got to say, I was really excited because I got three voicemails this week. What? <clears throat> yep. It's and that sexy voice. It, it must be, but actually, no. They were all wrong numbers from the same guy. Oh, really? Yes. They were all, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm calling for Kevin. We're going to do the road closure on Wednesday night. Please give me a call back. <laughs> so we like, should play those. I was, <laughs> you want to play those? Oh, I, I, we got to play those. Well, I, you need to let me hear them first, and then maybe we'll play them next episode or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kept texting the guy. I was like, hey, this is not Kevin's number. Because it sounded like it might be important, you know, doing some lane closures or something. So anyway, he kept he he kept texting me back saying, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Dude, you keep leaving a message on my voicemail, and I think he didn't get it because the text was coming from a different number than oh, than the six one six number, right?" Oh, so now you're just messing with his head. No, I didn't mean to. I was just saying, hey man, get a hold of Kevin somewhere else. You know, Re- <laughs> recall his num, recall his name or something. Get his <laughs> new number. That's crazy. So what you been up to? Well, in case you haven't heard, I'm pretty much a famous movie star. What? Jared Mayo, the movie star, famous? Yeah, I was on TV. On, what? Uh, Were you on really? Friday. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'm pretty much a big deal. <laughs> Didn't know. Like so, in America or in Japan? 
you know, pretty much everywhere. It's going global, baby. The Avengers ain't a small deal, you know? Wait, you were on TV? Yep, I was on TV for like a second and a half. It's pretty crazy. Doing what? What were you... What were you... Standing in line for the Avengers. To try so, out? I did. I, I, My friend Joe Young and I, we went to Cleveland on Friday and uh, stood in line to be extras to hopefully be cast in the Avengers movie. Coming awesome. out August 2012. How'd it go? What was it like? Give us the full scoop. Well, um, we were... I got there an hour early, and we were number 1,708 and 1,709 in line. And uh, there had to easily have been four to 5,000 people behind me, without a doubt. It was was crazy. I had no idea that many people would show up. And uh, I talked to some of the guys in front of me, and they just said that so many people in Cleveland are out of work. Really, 80 bucks a day is going to help them a lot, like... I had no idea. Oh, so but then there are also sad. a lot of dorks there, just in suits. So that that and that's what the, like the people in front of me were total like they were seemed like nice guys, but they were like talking about if there were Nazi owls and if they fought good owls, which owls would win, and about starting a, a whole co- a civilization in the woods. I'm like guys, you give comic book people such a bad name. <laughs> Nazi owls. Yeah, they said there's some kind of cartoon where there's a Nazi owls and they fight good owls. And, and who do you think should really win? And I just looked at him and I like slapped him in the face and said, don't talk to me. And <laughs> it's like, oh. So, but yeah, it was, uh, we were in line. I got there at 11 o'clock and we were seen a little bit after four. And so I don't know when that last person, when they were seen, because we were in line for five hours, you know. And uh, it was all outside, long sleeve, and he had to dress in a business as a business executive, clean shaven. So I'm like in a suit, <laughs> like you know, sweating my head off. But uh, it was cool. It was just like there was lots of energy in the crowd, and it was fun, and it's something I'd never done before. And then you know, we made it into the room, and we got to meet the um, the, the director of casting for Marvel. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she's famous. You know, I just like wanted to poke her arm and it was, it was really cool. And, uh, you know, they, they needed all of our measurements. So I went to men's warehouse the day before and got all, you know, my coat sleeve and all that good stuff. And you have to be available Monday through Friday. Um, they don't film on weekends. Shoots are usually 10 to 14 hour days. Um, you get free lunch. <laughs> uh, and it was cool. It, it, they just were like, you know, if you can't commit to those things and you can't stand outside in 90 degree weather for uh, filming a um, business scene on the streets of Cleveland, then you need to leave right now. And uh, I'm like, dude, yeah, I don't have a full time job. You know, I work from home. I would love to go up there and, and be in the Avengers. I can do this. You people can't because you all have jobs and you had to take the day off to come try out. Losers. So, so how many people had to turn around? How many what? How many people had to turn around? Oh, nobody got up and left. Because oh. we were already in a room. They didn't tell you that until you waited in line for five hours and then got in the room. <laughs> so what did you have to do? Like, how did you try out? Um, well, they, they had a couple questions. Like, you know, they wanted our coat size, when we're available, um, our age, all that good stuff. And then we got a number, and they took a picture of us, and they're just going to cast us based on our pictures. Oh, well, then you're a shoe in I know I'm going to be in, man. 
I've got victory over this, and I'm going to be in, and you're going to see my spiky head in the movie. Now, do you think that the spiky hair is going to do the business casual thing? Or business well, professional? Yeah, Jennifer did my hair Friday morning. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, like, flattened with just, like, a couple spikes here and there. Uh, and then we hairsprayed the crap out of it. <laughs> and you were sweating all that day? That's disgusting. I hate that oh, I feeling. Know. And then I shaved my goatee off. My Not my goatee, my flavor saver. So... <laughs> I've got like a naked underlip. <laughs> well, dude, I was talking to some guys on Friday night. I was, uh, anyway, and they were like, "Oh, you tried out for the Avengers?" And I was like, "No, what are you, what are you talking about?" And they were like, "We saw on the Facebook page." And I was like, "Oh, that must have been Jared." No, I didn't do it. And they were oh, like, "Oh, I thought the the guy." I was talking to the guys over at Hideous Energy. They were, uh, they were asking about you. They thought that was awesome. I must have forgot to put my name. Yeah, and then there was um there was uh we were on some news channel. I posted it on my Facebook, Jared Mayo. And uh you can see me, I'm wearing a purple shirt and I'm talking to Joe. You see me for like a minute and a, I mean a second and a half at the minute mark. It's pretty cool. I would i I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's really nothing, but it's <laughs> sweet. I was like, Awesome, that's great. It's cool. And then there, you get this whole sheet about, you know, do not approach the actors, stay out of the casting area, you can't invite you can't invite friends and family, don't ask for autographs. Like, this is like a real movie. <laughs> we went to um, the set of No One Lives that they're filming down here, and um, we, we drove all the way back, because, I mean, it's really local, and um, drove all the way back into, the, like, the woods and everything, and just to show the girls what a movie set looked like, and oh. they were they were not impressed. We were like, you know what you watch on me? This is this is what it, they're like. Uh huh. Okay. When are we going home? I'm like, oh man. <laughs> but they they were filming No One Lives, which I guess is like a cross country heist movie, and then also they were filming um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter down here. Oh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yes. What the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's for the same guy who did like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Sens- Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Not heard of that. Oh, it's it's big time. <laughs> big stuff going on in Louisiana. We just got Avengers in Ohio. <laughs> well, did you see anybody or no? Oh, no. no one Because it was there. just casting. Okay. Yeah, th- we thought that Yas Whedon might be there, but with their just casting, they... They're casting for three scenes they're going to film in Cleveland. They're going to film an outdoor scene with a bunch of business people on the streets of Cleveland. They're going to film, they need some pedestrians for a scene, and then they're going to film a um, some kind of uh, a scene with formal wear, where if you have a tux or a ball gown, you, you need to email them. Oh, so, oh, well, I guess that definitely saves on costume. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just trying to anything that we can pull out about the plot, you know, because they haven't released a whole lot. But uh, it was just they. Uh, I don't know if you've seen online, but they screened Captain America for some people in the military, and they said after Captain America, after the credits roll, there's a trailer for the Avengers. What, dude, man, that's one thing. Of, I I know this is gonna sound ridiculous, but when I was in the movies, or when I was, <laughs> no, you were in the movies? No, 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 not the talkies. No, when I was in the military, we would get movies like a month in advance, oh. and uh, sometimes, and that was that was awesome. 
So I got to see a, a couple movies ahead of time. So man, if I was in the military, would have seen Don't Captain you still America. Have a card or something. Yeah, that doesn't matter. No, they have on on base screenings, like on base theaters. Oh. Yeah. Well. Nice try. Huh. Well, they're actually they're also filming here in. I mean, you went to Cedarville. Do you, have you heard of a city called Wilmington? Yes. They're filming part of the Avengers in Wilmington too. Um, they need a bunch of people that are in the military to come in their their um, their outfit. I don't know if it's what do you call it? their uniforms, not Out- their outfit. <laughs> Your outfit <laughs> to Get come in the their military costumes. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> to to come in their uniforms for a scene. So they put out a big thing. Uh, here in Dayton, because we have Wright Pat, you know. Yeah. Uh, the thing though at Wright Pat is almost everybody's in a cubicle because they're like the engineers. Right. Yeah. So it's R and D. Yeah. So they've like sent out multiple emails because people just aren't responding because oh. they don't wear uniforms and they're not like these big built buff guys that they're looking for. So they're having a lot of problems in in this area casting for the movie. See, all my stuff is it's old. Like uh, I used to have. Now I had BDUs, which is your battle dress uniform, but now they have what ACUs, which is air. You know what? I don't even know what this stands for. But like when I was stuck in in a, a holding pattern at my Air Force base, all these new kids were coming in with all these new uh, uniforms, and I was stuck in my old BDUs, and everybody had the like the the uh, the. Oh, computer generated camo and everything on the uniforms. You know what I'm talking about, or no? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, if you look at the uniforms close up, you can see it's kind of digitized, so it's like digital camo. It's like pixelated. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Like I had the old school, just the the green, brown, and black like splotches all over. Hmm. And so all the new guys coming in were like. How old is this guy? He's got the old uniform. (laughs) Jerks. All right. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, DCBService.com. And I got to say, they're fantastic. I put in two orders this month. Can you believe it? I I ordered all my stuff, and then I was like, you know what? I think I want some more. Um, I did a bunch of um, a bunch of individuals, and I won't because Scott on on the, our Facebook page hates the term floppies, single uh-huh. issues, and then I ordered um, some trades, some actually some IDW trades. I went back and got, but <sighs> don't look down on me. You can't see me. We're skyping. <laughs> Mayo, and you know what else, dude. I yesterday I went to the LCS and I spent like fifty bucks. Andy, what what are you doing? I, like, I, I don't. are you is your family eating? My family's they out of town. Food? My family's out of town, and I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going nuts, man. You're just buying every comic you can find. Dude, I like I was like, um, hmm. I was looking through the shelves, and I was like, I have all these, I have all these. And I was like. Oh, I purposely didn't get these because I don't like the character Kazar. But it's written by Jenkins, so I'll pick it up. I did that like several times. Oh, uh, the art on that looked awful. On the cover or inside? On the cover. 
I haven't, like, I haven't opened it yet. Something wrong with his face. And it's yeah. Kazar. Oh, it's Kazar? It's not Kazar? No. Yeah, Makan. Jim Makan. I'm going to go with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so I bought a ton of comics. And actually, um, oh, man. I know it's not 616, but it is Marvel. But the Ultimate Fallout, Did you? Are, do you read any of the Ultimate line? No. Oh, my goodness. It was so sad. It's like Spider-Man, the funeral of Spider-Man. It tore me up, man. Aw. <sighs> so the girls are out of town, so I'm trying to catch up on all my comics. How are you doing with that? Catching up on them? I'm doing Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you okay. accomplishing mission accomplished? Um, I'm almost done all the Marvel stuff, like all the... All the stuff, the current stuff, but I'm trying to go back and read some image stuff and um, some IDW stuff. Waste of time. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that. I'm interested, man. There are uh, there are other titles out there to read, like the Wolverine and Hercules limited series and no, no, Deadpool Max and those both of those I don't read. You are correct. I don't either. You don't read those at all? I thought you did at least you did at least read them. No, you read them the whole time. Dude, I read Deadpool Max one through five, and I was like, mm, I don't like this series. Whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> You're coming around, Andy. Well, you used I, to be like hardcore everything. Well, I know I, I I'm growing as a person, but really, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm really like if it's a if it's a limited series, then then if it's a limited series that I don't like then there's a good chance I'm going to read it. If there's a ongoing, I will eventually read it. Speaking of which, Aaron, on our uh, Facebook page, he asked me if I picked up um, Iron Man 2.0. And actually, it is really good. The first the first few issues before you get into the Fear Itself stuff is really mm-hmm. good. So if you, if you have time, pick that up. Because I, I wasn't expecting what it is, but it's kind of like a mystery. So... A mystery. It's a mystery. I'm looking forward to everything because I know we're not reviewing Fear itself, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting into Iron because I, I just periodically, uh, periodically read Iron Man, so I'm looking forward to reading you know what's going on with Andy getting back on the bottle now. Andy, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, um, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> oh man. You just will not let it go, will you? I, that was the. Oh man, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, well, hit, Tony, Tony, getting back on the bottom. Dude, did we not talk about um, Fear Itself number four? Did we last episode? I can't remember. Sorry, I was taking this memory pill and I got off of it. So, hmm. taking, you're taking know. pills? Oh, I take a lot of pills. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about Fear Itself real quick. Um. Fear Itself number four was just one anticlimactic thing after another. So, well, did we talk about it or did we not? I can't remember, man. I think I wrote something about it for Comic Booked. Hmm. Oh, I forgot you're cheating on 616 politics. What are you talking about, cheating? <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, I I do I do the um the weekly bullet reviews for most of the Marvel stuff on uh, comicbook.com. Yeah. And then uh, I host or help host the um, comic booked uh, podcast for podcasts.comicbook.com, which you can find our stuff on there. Yeah, no, they're great. I was a guest host on Hideous Energy the other the other day, and it was really hard, man. They don't do a whole lot of Marvel. They don't read a whole lot of Marvel, though. Mm, that's a shame. It, it it truly is. It truly is. All right, so anyway, anyway, DCBService.com is amazing, and uh, they're our sponsor. And even if they, even before they were our sponsor, we said that they were amazing. So how about them apples? How about them apples? <laughs> Fear itself, number four. What is the deal? All of a sudden, he's dead. Steve puts on the, takes takes the takes up the shield and puts on the costume, and Tony starts drinking again. It's like, oh, it was ridiculous. It was terrible. What? <laughs> but who who was right that Bucky was dead? Well, you were. Say it. You were right. I have no problem <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I just didn't know. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. <laughs> Did you think that everything <laughs> happened like way too fast? It was all supposed to be like very dramatic and everything, and it just was like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna start drinking again so I can ask for your help. By the way, now we're putting he's putting on the um the shield and you know, he's taking up the mantle again. Yeah, it was I feel like they're I don't know, I feel like Marvel they haven't had a good balance of with their tie ins and with the main title. Like, either so much has happened in the main, you know, miniseries, whether it's Civil War or Secret Evasion or whatever, and so the limited series have counted it for nothing, you know? Right. Or, like, with Fear Itself, I feel like Fear Itself is almost a companion to the the tie-in books. Does that make sense? So it's not the main event? It's kind of like, just, what? like, a, a, what Frontline would be? Yeah, like or for itself, like there's so many things going on. Like you'll see this and see this and see this, but then like the real story is happening in Avengers, and the other real story is happening in Hulk. I'm like, whoa. But have you seen? Have you read the Avengers and New Avengers tie-ins to Fear? I've read the Avengers tie-ins. I picked up the New Avengers tie-ins, but haven't haven't read it yet. Just the Avengers tie-in. I've Those read. are actually probably the best ones. I mean, I know we talked about how they were super expensive and you don't get a whole lot out of them, but they were actually the best tie-in so far. Oh well, Spider-Man Fear itself was probably the best quality tie-in, but not necessarily not necessarily the most important. Mm, okay. Did you read that? It's it's Yoast. You would like it. Well, I was I'm going to read it just based on I wasn't planning on reading it, but uh, I pretty much any time that you recommend something, I read it. So oh, I'm going to read it. Like look at you. That's great. That's so- I do. I've read everything that you've recommended, and I tell you whether you're right or not. What have I recommended that you read? Um, what was it? Oh, you rec- you told me to read Heroes for Hire. So I read that, and you told me to read, um, crap, what was it? I think Black Black Panther. You told me to oh. give it a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I picked it up, and I read one issue, and I'm done. And uh, <laughs> But Storm's in it now, so I read that issue. Oh, did you like that one with the um, Storm Hunter? 
I just read the beginning and the end. I didn't read the middle stuff. What? You just read the pages that Storm was on? Yes. Why? Because I, the art is awful, and I don't care about any of those characters. Oh, I really enjoy that art. I really do. Oh, you like the, the art? Yeah, on that issue, I really did. Whoa, why? Um, They did, a, I think it was a Moon Knight or a Punisher arc. Um, where they went down to Mexico and the it's just a like kind of gritty and angular and I don't know I kind of I, I really like it I think it fits the story. Okay. Well, that's cool. Oh, let's real quick let's talk about Iron Age. Weren't we gonna talk about your day? No, 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 no. Let's skip that. No, we don't need to. Oh. That. Um, I haven't read Iron Age. <laughs> you have? Oh man, the art is awful. It's. We had one request, I think from I think it was from Dwayne. Yes. On uh, was it from Dwayne? I thought it was from D- Dwayne or Scott. I think it was I think it was Dwayne. We had one request one request to talk about it, and he said it was really really good. But I I don't see it, man. I really don't. And I I looked <laughs> really hard. I read the the Alpha Iron Age Alpha, mm-hmm. and then I read number one. It's really difficult to read and stay awake. It's really difficult. Oh, man. It's like a story that shouldn't be taking place within the 616. The guy, like, brings back the phoenix and destroys the world. And then all of a sudden, Doom's time machine sends Tony back so that maybe they can deal with the problem before um, Phoenix comes in. It's a three-issue Benny. With two bookends, so it's like a five-issue mini that we probably should be talking about, but it's like out in the middle of nowhere. It's a, by a guy I've never heard of before, and it's just a. What's the point? I don't know, but each each book has like two chapters in it. It was supposed to be like a like an eight-issue thing, and they just condensed it all into you know three issues and two bookends. I don't know why it's taking place right now. It, it really doesn't make any sense. Do you think it could have something to do with Phoenix coming back during Schism? And by the time that that series wraps up, they'll be able to have the Iron Man uh, series in a trade? I don't... I really don't think so. I really don't. Because if you know, if Phoenix comes back... It's going to be an X-Men. It's not going to be in this thing. Yeah, Phoenix is going to come back, but they're going to have it, be able to have a trade already ready for, people's that, for people to read new stuff about the character that just came back. Maybe. Yes. Maybe, but she hasn't been a huge part of it. She just There was a flash of light so far. Yeah, but she's on the cover of one issue, isn't she? Probably, yes. All you have to do is be on the cover, and then you slap that on the trade, and people are like, yay! Oh, kind of like Storm with uh, Black Panther? Exactly. <laughs> I saw her hair, and I'm like, oh, sweet. Oh, at the beginning of the issue, she says, oh, you don't need my help. And at the end of the issue, she saves his butt. <laughs> oh, you do need my help. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're a loser. Why did I marry you? All right. All right. Let's get into our current events. Current events 
Now, I gotta say, Jared, I really enjoyed both of these books. You know, sometimes we get so down on Marvel, I feel bad. I feel bad after the show. I'm always like, oh, I can't believe this, and I can't believe that, and... But aside from that one Be Positive episode, episode nine, <laughs> way back when. <laughs> well, you know what? When Marvel starts sponsoring our podcast, well, maybe we'll say other stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we'll sell out. Is that what you just meant? <laughs> maybe. Hey, everybody has a price. <laughs> we talked right. about that last episode, too, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, because you were like, I don't have a price. I can't even remember. Maybe that was somebody else I was talking to. I was trying to buy somebody else this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> How often does that happen? Not too often, but I just, I don't know. I get on people that are just are like, money is evil. Money is the devil. I'm like, no, the love of money is the root of all evil. But having money gives you options. It's not the devil. It's like, well, I would never do this or whatever. And I'm like, you got a price. And you know what? When I get that amount of money, I'm going to buy you, you know? <laughs> you just do it to break people. That's terrible. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I want to be a millionaire just so I can show people char- their character flaws. Exactly, and then <laughs> slap them with some tens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one do you want to tackle first? Schism number one or Captain America number one? Well, you always have these great, eloquent, detailed reviews, so why don't you go first? Oh, and man. I'll slot mine together after yours. You know what? I didn't write it down this time. so. Oh, then I'm ready for a show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Captain America number one, which takes place after Fear Itself. And uh, Brubaker said in uh, some of his tweets that this takes place after Fear Itself, and there's a whole story arc um, that will uh, talk about the ramifications of fear itself within the Captain America's little corner of the Marvel Universe. So he didn't want to talk about it here. Anyway, all right. We start out, it is Steve Rogers back taking the mantle of Captain America. He's getting ready with Sharon Carter. They're all dressed in black, and there's kind of um, some flashbacks to when World War II. So and the art on this is fantastic. I really do enjoy this art. It's really good. It's McNiven who um, generally has. It, I, I like his based on the colorist. I think he's very talented guy, but if it looks too realistic for me, like Old Man Logan, I, I for some reason it takes me out of the story. So um, I really thought this was good. The coloring was great on this. Um, there they end up going to a funeral for Margaret Carter or Peggy. Um, who is Sharon's aunt? And I looked up, I looked up some of this stuff. You know, originally it was supposed to be Sharon's older sister. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's kind of a retcon. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know if it was retconned in this issue or before, but I'm kind of I, as much as I don't like retcons, and you know, it's not popular to like them. I kind of feel that sometimes they're appropriate, and I thought this was good. So. Um, I still think Niece is actually a little too old. I think you know what I mean. Like she I do, was, yeah. She was kind of what was she ninety years old <laughs> when she died? Seriously, nineteen twenty to two thousand eleven. So she was what eighty nine or something like that. Um. So and and Sharon looks pretty young for uh, for that. Anyway, so they're at the funeral. It's kind of nice. And uh, Nick Fury and uh, Dum Dum Dugan show up as well. And um, Peggy, 
was in the French resistance during World War II. And she kind of, I think after that she joined up with S.H.I.E.L.D. and she was an inspiration for Sharon to join up with S.H.I.E.L.D. So, anyway, they're walk, kind of walking back all together, which is good to see Nick Fury out in the open. Um, and then there's a sniper sight, a laser sight on Dum Dum's chest. Steve um, pushes him down and a, a tombstone gets shattered, which I felt sorry for that whole family. But you had to wonder why the tombstone was that close to the road anyway, on the sidewalk. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, amazing art, good paneling on this. Uh, they see somebody who is super soldier quickness jumping over the fence. Uh, Steve jumps over as well, in right into traffic, and they're running on top of cars and everything. And then this guy jumps on the back of a motorcycle and keeps moving. And then all of a sudden, um, we hear something that says, uh, the last thing Steve says, I think Jimmy Jankovich has woken up. And at first, I thought he said something like, um, well, he said, I just saw someone I haven't seen since 1944. I think Jimmy Jankovich has woken up. So I was like, so that guy is Jimmy Jankovich. But it turns out that he's not. Jimmy was a small kid that helped the Allies during the war. And I looked it up. Jimmy has only appeared in two years of comics. One was 1939, and 2011 was the other one. So this uh-huh. guy, yeah, it was amazing. But this kid, um, he helped out the Allies. But also, in 1939, he like went to a place called Nowhere that uh, he thought was real, but everybody else thought that he imagined it. And I saw pictures of him like going through d- cloud- doors and clouds and stuff. So it should be interesting to see if that ties in. But man, I love it when Brubaker goes back into Marvel history, which at that time it wasn't even Marvel. It was timely. Um, and, and pulls something out and brings it back to nowadays. And I, I think he's going to do it without retconning it. And he's kind of probably going to flesh out the story a little more. Anyway, we see, um, we see Margaret Dum Dum Dugan. Nick Fury, Captain America, and a guy named Codename Bravo, who looks fairly gray and old at the time during World War II. All with uh, Jimmy Jupiter. That's that's his <laughs> that's his name. So then we go back, and Jimmy Jupiter just has woke up. He's at a top secret government nursing facility. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> top <laughs> secret nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Nick Fury's chewing out one of the guys, the doctors, and said, you know, you're supposed to report if his condition wokes up. So apparently Jimmy woke up from a coma. The doctor didn't report it because S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore. He was supposed to uh, report it to S.H.I.E.L.D. They're kind of looking at Jimmy, but he's in a vegetative state, but he's technically out of a coma. And then we get another flashback to 1944 where um, Peggy left codename Bravo, which his first name is Richard. And, um, because he was making advances on her, and she said that their relationship was nothing more than, um, let's see, what they say? Two soldiers in need of company. And so she goes right downstairs to the arms of Captain America, which to me seemed to, that, I, that part I was like, what? She goes from kissing one guy to the next guy? That doesn't, you know, who, who would do that, even the, if you're in Paris? So, um, <laughs> anyway, 
we come back and we and we have um kind of a firefight with some advanced hydra guys and uh this the art on this is amazing i just got to keep saying it so they shoot steve in the back and the first thing i thought was man he got killed by a gunshot and now he's he's gonna survive this but it turns out that his shield was on his back underneath his coat so that was kind of like oh okay well that makes sense and then um he's he puts on the mask and everything and they start fighting and nick fury's there it's it's a really cool fight um and then they steal jimmy jupiter whoever these bad guys are and um it turns out that codename bravo is um working with baron zemo to destroy captain america and I, I gotta say, man, the best part about this book was having Steve back in the costume. And, mm-hmm. like, I really like Bucky. I'm a fan of Bucky. But Steve, outside the costume, didn't act right even when Brubaker was um, was writing him. You know, a lot of people have been writing Steve as the, you know, the super soldier, the top cop and everything. But his character's yep. been a little bit different. Like, either he's had a problem adjusting to his new position and the new leadership and authority because Captain America has a ton of leadership, but not a whole lot of authority um, aside from within the Avengers. You know, there's not a whole lot of people that he commands. Everybody listens to him, but he doesn't command them. But having him back in a costume is just fantastic. It's it's like a breath of fresh air that I didn't even know I needed. No, I, I was with it. I'm totally, totally on board. Love yeah. this issue. I thought the story was great. I love having Captain America back in his outfit i thought the art was just beautiful uh it was just gorgeous it was it just took me back to civil war and you know whether people like civil war story or not you can't dispute the art was just awesome it was good yeah so have you been reading captain america all the way through or no no uh uh-uh. no you- i picked up uh i picked up the trades so what i need to do is just sit down and just like have a captain america day Oh, it's good. What's the last one you read? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a couple years, actually. It, you need to. I think you need to go back and reread all the way from Winter Soldier, or um. So what? I think it's Captain America number one. And yeah, I got the omnibus. <clears throat> oh, you did. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's. How could you not? That his whole run was just beautiful. Well, he's fantastic. He's. You oh, took did, my word. Did um did I tell you that Brew Baker finally sent me that in, incognito uh, signed copy? No, did he? Yeah, I caught him on uh tweet uh the tweeter. I caught him on Twitter and um he was I kind of jumped into a conversation. I was like, oh, he's never gonna do that. He still owes me a comic, and he he messaged me and he was like, I I do. What do I owe you? And I was like, hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, it's not a big deal, you know. Um, you owe me this, and I kept calling it criminal. I I messed up like so twice. Now he had to correct me. He was like, "You mean incognito?" It's like, "Yes, my bad." And um, he was like, "Email me." So I emailed him, and I said, "I would gladly give this up if you came on the show and we could interview you." And uh, I was like, "Here's you know here's here our listener base. They would love to hear from you. We would talk about these things specifically. Uh, if you're interested, let me know." here's my address for the comic if you want. So a couple days later, I get the comic in the mail and I have no reply from him. So I do not think he wants to be interviewed. 
guess not. It's such a shame, though. I mean, he's he's got a, such a fantastic run yeah. on these books. I didn't really like his Secret Avengers run, but his Captain America is just off the charts. It's fantastic. That's okay. We'll get we'll get an interview. I mean, hey, I'm gonna be like the freaking celebrity. That's pretty cool. That's true. Get the casting director. We'll interview her. Yeah, she was cool. We 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 should have business cards. Be like, hey, <laughs> wanna want us to interview you? <laughs> Doesn't pay anything. Eighty dollars a day business dress. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, clean shaven lady. <laughs> yeah, lady, shave. <laughs> <laughs> all right go for it schism oh schism all right let me grab my handy dandy notebook we got x-men schism number one um my review is going to be pretty much just bullet points um uh starts out uh, iceman wolverine on the beach just chatting real quick but then he moves on to uh cyclops had, had scheduled a uh, combat training session for wolverine to teach the the group of generation hope is that is that what their official team name is, is that just their book Good question. I don't think that's their official team name. The Five oh, Lights. The, the Lights are their team name, right? The Five Lights. All right. The Five Lights. So he's supposed to train with them. Um, he decides not to. But he asks Itty um, if she had a doll when she was younger. And she said no because she's supposed to be burned. Um, you know, she's being tried to be burned as a witch. So she never got to play with dolls. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes to bed, <laughs> and as soon as he lays down, Cyclops comes in and says that he has to go speak at an international arms conference, and he wants Wolverine to come with him. Um, so Cyclops and Wolverine head over to Switzerland to hey, do a... one thing I really, I really thought was awesome when the knock at the door came. His claws came out and poked through the, through the floor. I, I kind of got a kick out of that. Oh, I thought you were going to say you liked his underwear. No, no. What... Oh, okay. Oh, all right, go. Okay, on. so um. So they head over to the International Arms Conference. Uh, Cyclops is, you know, there's there's all these diplomats there and everything. Of, you know, who's who of everybody in the world. Um, and Cyclops gets up to speak. He's given his whole, you know, spiel or whatever. And Quentin Quire shows up, the Kid Omega. And um, he was he was responsible for the riot uh, at the mansion, you know, back during Grant Morris's run. And then he uh, was part... He was responsible for bringing Gene back during Phoenix End song, or maybe it was War song, some kind of song. Phoenix came back, <laughs> and uh, Quentin was responsible for that. He's like an Omega class mutant with telepathy and telekinesis, just very, very powerful. Um, and he used his powers to have all the diplomats reveal their inner prejudices on camera. So you had like this, this, um, this Marvel Universe version of Ahmed Mudinejad from Iran. Saying that he likes to beat his kids, and uh, you know how one politician said the election was rigged, and and all this stuff, and so they're trying to get the cameras turned off. And uh, in the meantime, security calls uh, for the the Sentinels to come, and so these smaller sized Sentinels, kind of reminiscent of the first appearance of the Sentinels back in the '60s, and they're like 10 feet tall. Um, they show up, and and Wolverine and Cyclops easily take care of them, um, but. You know, the whole place is in disarray, and Cyclops is like, we got to get everybody back to Utopia. Let's go. So Wolverine and Cyclops head back to Utopia. Um, in the meanwhile, sidebar, uh, Carlton Kilgore is an arms manufacturer, and um, he makes a statement, you know, that, you know, he wants everybody to be safe, 
So in the meantime, all Kilgore uh, weapons are 50% off, so people can protect themselves. And the now, have, have we through. have we seen him before? No, this is his first appearance. Okay. So um, so stocks shoot through the roof for the Kilgore Enterprises, and and things are going great. He jumps in the limo with his son Cade, and his son Cade tells him that he's going to take over his company and that he's going to kill him, and and he does. He throws him outside the flying limo and shoots him, and he's dead. So now Cade Kilgore is like a 12, I think he's 12, I think that's what he said. Um, he's a young boy, and he's now in, in charge of uh, Kilgore Enterprises with the, the arms manufacturing, and uh, he's on top of the world. So that's kind of like a sidebar thing that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, in the meantime, back at Utopia, Cyclops, Namor, uh, Storm, Emma, Magneto, you know, all the, the, the big wigs of the X-Men are talking about what move is going to happen next. Um, Wolverine kind of ducks out and uh, goes and bonds with the five lights. Um, but in the meantime, he has uh, Shadowcat, if, if she's still called that, Kitty Pride, go and get a doll, and he gives it to Itty. And uh, she's eating ice cream, and, and he sits down and has ice cream with her, and she's got the doll, and they kind of have a little a little moment there. Proves that you know Wolverine's got a heart and everything. And uh, meanwhile, back with the, with the the rest of the leaders, they turn on the news, and the Sentinels are being doing drills in North Korea. There's pictures of them in Egypt and and all over the world. They're being manufactured in Russia and Iran, and they're they're just all over the place. And uh, it's just not not looking good at all. Um, so I'm assuming this is what prelude to schism that they were talking about was that the Sentinels were coming. That's why I'm thinking it could be, but who knows? It still could be the Phoenix. It could be Quentin. We don't really know about but the whole prelude thing. Yeah, see, um, I was I was thinking that, yeah, it probably was all the Sentinels coming to attack, and then they were trying to decide whether to go hide or fight yeah. all the Sentinels. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, but then I I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel threw us for a loop and set us up for something that wasn't true. That'd be so, nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. And then the, the, the episode, the issue ends with uh, Cade Kilgore joining the new Hellfire Club. Dun, dun, dun. So that was the issue. Art was by Carlos Pacheco. Uh, Carlos Pacheco did the X-Men books in the mid-90s and was absolutely freaking fantastic. I loved his art. I loved his chunky fingers. Um, he's got really excellent muscle definition. Uh, he's very, very distinct in his art. It's definitely changed since the 90s, um, but I, I thought his art was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the issue was a pretty good setup issue. It had quite a bit of action. Um, we had some, you know, some subplots going on with Wolverine and the Five Lights, and then the whole Kilgore thing. The return of the Hellfire Club. Um, I, I thought the issue was pretty good. So, okay, so you did enjoy the art. I did. I thought it was. I thought the art was good, but I thought there was just a little something off about it with everybody's dimensions. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, when you're when you're looking at how tall Wolverine is compared to the Five Lights, and then when he's when he's walking next to Scott, it kind of didn't jive, and the, like his thighs are super huge, and his head is small, and you know, so that that was irritating, and their faces. The faces of the heroes were a lot different than the faces of the normal people. The faces of the normal people I really liked, but the faces of the heroes were just, I don't know. The whole thing was a little off. And, and they've been making some, some strange uh, 
penciling choices, I think, for their uh, for their major events, you know? Well, what surprised me about the the last couple pages um, was the previews for the next few issues. Because I, I didn't realize that each issue of Schism is going to be drawn by a different artist. Oh, I didn't either. I didn't either. I'm not a fan of at all. No. It's, yeah. There, it's really hard to have a, especially when we collect it in the trade, for it to flow. Not not good. But I like the issue. What did you think about the issue? Um, in general, I thought the issue was really good because it kind of Aaron goes back and he he takes a little bit of what's currently you know what happened recently, what's happened in the Morrison run, and then what happened you know originally the whole Sentinels and he kind of kind of brings it together to move the X Men forward into history. You know what I mean? Like to tell their story, he's kind of he's doing all this stuff. He's bringing it all back without retconning anything, and um, I don't know. I, I I was pleasantly surprised. I thought that you take everything that's going on now, what recently happened, and all that other stuff, and uh, move forward. It was it was good. It was good. I I was amazed how much I liked this. Um, yeah, I'm looking for some good payoff. I'm I'm I want to see the division and the fighting. Let's go. Now, do you think that the division and the fighting? Uh, well, here's here's something. Okay, this is schism, so this is where they do divide. But yeah. do you think that we're going to see a lot of the fallout of how they divide and the team interaction in their respective books, or is it all going to be contained within these books? And what would you prefer? Uh, I think just from reading different interviews, I think the fighting is all going to be up. You know, schism from one to five and then obviously the effects are going to be felt in Wolverine and the X-Men and, and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, with uncanny wrapping, getting ready to wrap up, you know, they're in the middle of fear itself right now doing that. Uh, I think they're just, I think they're going to pro- hopefully just try and put a bow on, on uncanny. Um, astonishing, you know, is all over the place. Uh, and then legacy is kind of on rogues team right now. So I don't, I don't know how much in our, you know, fallout is going to be able to, happen in those books right did you think it was weird at all that they were going to the arms conference to talk about sentinels or did you just you know that's just what it was no i mean if somebody's gonna if they're gonna talk about sentinels i mean the people that are being killed by sentinels it's probably a good idea for them to talk (laughs) yeah something i found weird was that they they really pinpointed akhmadinejad (laughs) <laughs> he had six fingers too. Did he really want to? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think there. I, I don't know if maybe that was Marvel's way of saying, "Yeah, it's not him. We'll make him bald and we'll give him six fingers," or or he's, what the deal is. He's sort of balding. One, two, three, four. Oh no, Akhmadinejad. He's got a full head of hair. He's he's got a receding hairline though. Yeah, it's a good comb over. <laughs> why are we talking about Akhmadinejad's hairdo? <laughs> I don't know why. You know what this actually looks like? It looks like the guy from um, I Ran So Far who pretends to be Akhmadinejad in that music video. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's a music video by, oh, what's the guy's name? Adam Sa- Andy Sandberg? Adam Sandberg? Adam Sandberg. Oh, 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 from uh, Silent Live. Right, yeah. Fred Armisen. What'd you say? His name's Fred Armisen. Oh, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It is. <laughs> Who is? What, this guy? 
No, the guy that plays Aquadinajad on that that Iran. <laughs> How do you know his name? Don't you watch Silent Live? No, no, I don't. Oh, I don't either. What do you mean I don't either? I do, I do. I know, but sometimes <laughs> it's really bad, so we can't always watch it. Sometimes we have to turn it. <laughs> That's funny to me. <laughs> you you were hesitant to admit that you watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, sometimes it gets bad, and you're like, I can't watch this stuff. No, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I don't really, I don't get channels, so. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Netflix streaming. That's all I can do. Cool. All right. Well, ra- well, wrapping this up. Uh, I'm looking forward to both of these. I think I'm looking forward to Cap Captain America a little bit more. But it looks like. I don't know. There's a lot of promising things happen at Marvel, I think. Iron Man is not one of them. But <laughs> but um, I'm really interested to see what's going on after uh, after Fear Itself. Should be good. I'm with you. I'm, I'm really excited about Schism. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do uh, some questions that or that the body politic wanted us to address. The body politic. All right. First and foremost, let's uh, Stuart. Uh, we gave him some information on what what he should pick up for, uh, you know, what was going on with Steve and ever since Siege. But now he wants to know what is the best X title to collect the entire run between Siege and Fear itself. Any thoughts on this? Uh, I I would have to go with X Force. I would too. I was thinking about that. If you if you do X Force the whole thing all the way up and include include um, Second Coming and you include um, you know Messiah Complex, Messiah War, Second Coming, and then just all the X Force, I think that that's good. And even Uncanny X Force as well. Because I was thinking about it, you got X Factor, which is good, but it has nothing to do with really the X Men. Mm-hmm. You have Uncanny, which was not good. No. Um, what is the other one? Adjectiveless, which yeah, not good. No, I mean if you read the non-vampire issues, it was good, but that's not gonna. Oh. Ki- what? I for I forgot about that title. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, oh, were you, were you just thinking Legacy? Yeah, I was like, yeah, Legacy sucked. Well, Legacy's interesting, but there's nothing going on there. Um. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's not the X Men. It's like Rogue, Magneto, and a bunch of kids. Um, I, what did what just happened in Legacy? What was it called with the New Mutants? It was um, oh Legion, the something X. They lived in Fortress. How could I not know? Because I hated it. Uh, because they all lived in Fortress X, and yeah. Anyway, if you read that, <laughs> if you read, I can't even remember what it was. Oh, I'm gonna have to. You keep talking, I'll find it. Okay, so that was good. Um, again, it probably doesn't matter unless you're going to pick up X, X-Men Legacy. You probably don't need to read it. Um, I would say on can, or X-Force and then second, New Mutants, even though that has nothing to do with the X-Men teams. Age of X. Oh, Age of X, yeah. Um, New Mutants has been really good ever since number one, don't you think? I've never been a big fan of that, that group. But Zeb Wells writing it was was really good, so um, 
And then lastly, I would say Uncanny X-Force, the new X-Force, was is pretty good too. Yeah, but I, I think Uncanny X-Force is good, but it's definitely not as good as the first run, the, the X-Force with you by, know, Wolverine and Warpath and Domino and stuff. That, yeah, by you Kyle and Ghost. Beat that. Yeah, you can't beat that. And really, that was the driving that was the driving book for all the plot lines and everything. So, oh. Stuart and everybody else out there, if you want to know what was going on with the X Men over the past three years, um, read Uncanny or no, not Uncanny X Force, but read X Force along with Messiah Complex, Messiah Wars, and Second Coming, and you will have a good indication of what was going on. Beautiful art, great storyline, great continuity. But if you don't know continuity, it doesn't like the way that they weaved it. It doesn't matter. You can still read it and enjoy it. Yeah, that was true because there was a lot of characters I didn't know about, and they still, I still got, uh, I still enjoy it. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Secondly, we were asked to rate all the Marvel movies that have come out. Did you get my list that I sent you? I did. There were a couple omissions that I didn't put in there. I know. Like what? Well, are we counting the Marvel TV movies? Um, I wasn't. Actually. Okay. Like which? And then I see movies on here that weren't even officially released as movies, but we're counting them. Uh, there's only one, right? Yeah, but still. Um, I didn't put in there Generation X. Yeah. Um, we can talk about that if you want, but I didn't or see it. Year. Um, and what was oh Power Pack? I didn't I didn't see that. And then what was the other one? Oh, I didn't put the Men in Blacks in there. No, I meant Nick Fury. Oh, I forgot about that one too. That's okay. All it right. Sucked, so it's fine. All right. Well, um, let's go back. 1986. Howard the Duck. If anything is gonna get the Marvel movie treatment, why would it not be Howard the Duck? <laughs> Did you see this movie? When I was young. Okay, I've never seen it. I saw the trailers when I was a little kid and had nightmares. So. Oh, gosh. Yes. Because of a talking duck, really? I don't know what happened. I do. I still remember the nightmare that I had about oh. it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what was going on with that. But 1986, I was only four. Yeah. And I, and I remember having those nightmares. Wow. So... Well, I- we were rating the movies on a one to five scale, and since it's been so long, I just gave it a three. I don't remember disliking, but I disliking <laughs> it, but I don't remember saying I, I got to go see it again. Okay, you giving it a three <laughs> makes me so much more interested in all the other ones that we're gonna. Do. <laughs> okay, The Punisher. Did you see this one? Nineteen eighty nine. Nope, with Dolph Lundgren. I did yes. not see it. I saw he was He Man. He's not Punisher. He's He-Man. I forgot that he was He-Man. I saw it. I gave it a one. I didn't think okay. it was that good at all. Yeah, I heard he was like in the sewers and stuff, and it he, was really weird. And yeah. He didn't even have the skull. No, he did not. So it was kind of strange. Um, all right, 1990, Captain America. Did you see this? No, I missed the rubber ears, Captain America. <laughs> I was all this at a birthday party, and I was so bored, so I gave it a one. I was like, "What is?" This? Dude, but, they're releasing it on a Blu-ray and DVD, though. Wow! Either this month or next month to coincide really with the Captain America movie. What are you doing? 
What are you beating the oh, microphone for? I'm sorry. I was tapping the screen. I didn't realize it's probably really loud, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. 1994, The Fantastic Four, unreleased. Did you ever Never see this? Saw it. No. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Another number one. And actually, it's probably like a point five because it was worse than Captain oh. America and the Punisher. I remember. Did you ever read Wizard? No. The, mag- oh, yeah, you, the magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember seeing pictures for this in like 93 and being so freaking excited. <laughs> and then like the next issue, they're like, it's canceled. Like, what? How could you cancel it? <laughs> so sad. It was totally done. The whole thing was done. I've seen it. They said that they made it just so that they could keep the the rights to the movie. It was so bad. I heard I, – I've seen interviews with some of the actors, and they said they'd never read the comic books. They had no idea who they were playing. Uh, <laughs> just terrible. Terrible. All right. Um, we're jumping from 1994 to 1998, Blade. I did not see it. Re- what? Not? I, I'm not a vampire guy. Yeah, that makes sense. I gave it a two. It wasn't. It oh. was. It it wasn't. I don't know. I saw it once a long time ago, and I was just like, ah, this is kind of dumb. Um, there was a lot of dark, you know, more spiritual stuff, and mm. anyway, comparatively, it was a two. Okay, so two. So it's a little bit above Punisher and Fantastic Four. Yeah, it it borders on th- it might be a two point five, but it it borders on three. Okay. All right, two thousand. This is where it gets good. The yeah. X Men. Dude, four and a half. Four and a half. Almost give, a five. I give it a four. I gave it a four. I thought it was really good. You could tell it was. You know, when you watch that movie, you can kind of tell that it was small. Like the sets were small, the area in which they acted was small, but it kind of it kind of was part of it, you know? It wasn't like an expansive thing. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I rate it so highly because I think you have to take into account when it came out. It it started everything. You know, we hadn't seen a Batman movie since, like, Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze, you know? <laughs> and there was no Spider-Man at that time. Superman hadn't been around since Christopher Reeve. Spider, you know, there were no comic movies. And I don't really count Blade. You know, people see Blade as just a vampire hunter. They don't see him as a comic book movie. Right. So X-Men is what kicked off what we've seen for the past almost 12 years of comic book movies. And I think it was really true to a lot of the characters. And uh, I, I remember going and seeing it. We drove home, got a snack, and drove back and saw it again. Because it was just like, that's Wolverine on screen. Are you serious? You saw it two times in a row? Yeah. We went home and we got a sandwich. And I'm like, we need to go back. And Matt, my, my cousin was like, Dude, let's go. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Yeah. I, I was impressed with Mystique and Sabretooth and everything. It was yeah. good. These comics, you'd, these cartoons you'd seen, and you're like, they're really there. And Wolverine. Wolverine just impressed everybody because how are you going to play this guy? No one in the world is like Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman did it. Yeah. No, it was good. It's making me want to go back and, and watch it now that Jackie's <laughs> out of town. <laughs> All right, uh, 2002. So two years without a movie. 2002, Blade 2. What did you think? Didn't see it. You know what? I actually really like this movie. So I gave it a four. I gave it the same as hmm. X-Men because I thought that um, it, it's it's pretty interesting. 
it's pretty dark, but it's less spiritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was really cool. They have to team up. The vampires and and, uh, and and Blade have to team up to take out this new breed. So kind of awesome. Mm. All right, moving along, 2002. Spider-Man 1. Four. I gave it a four as well. Yeah, it yep. was great. It was awesome. People thought Spider-Man couldn't be done, and I think they pulled it off very well. Dude, I was like, I was like in tears watching oh. it. I was just like so overwhelmed. Like, I can't believe this, this is amazing because I had just started reading in 2001, you know, mm-hmm. and I, like I was so into the character. I was like, I can't believe this guy is all about responsibility, and he feels so guilty, and like, he couldn't do anything about it, and you know. It was just, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like the, you know, looking back, watching it, you're like, ah, oh, the Green Goblin's stupid. I don't like the costume, but just everything he has to give up, and at the end, it's more, it, he cares more about other people than his own dreams and everything. It really like just struck a chord. Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't a superhero movie. It was like a movie with a superhero in it. It's how I, I kind of looked at it. all the, all, all, well, the first two Spider-Man movies. Um, because there was so much, it, it wasn't all about him swinging around and beating up Green Goblin. There was so much, it was about life and choices. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was good. And I'll agree with you on that. All right. 2003 Daredevil. All right. You're going to, you're going to laugh, but I give it a four. Really? Wow. What do you give it? I give it a three. Okay. okay. It's, it's a low three, but, um, <laughs> So you thought it was as good as, as Spider-Man? I love Daredevil. Jennifer and I just watched it a couple weeks, uh, months ago, actually. I, I thought everybody else hated it, but I thought there was so much emotion in it. I, I really just I felt the the, brood, the brooding of, of uh, Daredevil. And when Elektra lost her family, I, and they play that, that Evanescent song at the funeral, I'm just like, gosh, like, pull my heart out. <laughs> I really didn't like um, Bullseye. I really thought Col- Colin Farrell wasn't a good Bullseye. I really didn't like him. Yeah. He, uh, he, I guess he was okay. He probably played it as best as he could, but, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it could have been awesome. It really could have been a five movie if they would have made a couple tweaks and changed some dialogue and added some depth to the characters, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because Daredevil, I mean, the story, the whole story, the origin of Daredevil would be a great movie. It really could be fantastic. I think you're right. All right, what about X2 in 2003? This is my first five. Really? You think that that's the the best one? Mm-hmm. I think Dude. X2 was the best of all three. <sighs> you did it? I gave it a three, which is lower Whoa. than X-Men. Whoa, What what was your beef? I just didn't like the story with Stryker and everything. Oh. What did you like about it? I just thought it was... Maybe I need to go back and rewatch it, but, like... I didn't like how Magneto was held captive and with Leech and everything, and um, it didn't seem like Magneto was a very strong character at all. When he... When Mystique shoots that metal in that guy's butt and then goes 
then the security guard goes to Magneto and he rips it out and use it makes like you know those little metal balls and just destroys his his uh prison that that isn't cool no that is that is cool oh. I, I mean I, admittedly I might have to go back and 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 watch this I just when I was going through this I was like if X Men's a four and I didn't like X two as much then it has to be lower makes sense what you need to do is since the girls are out of town you need to come over. And we'll do an X-Men marathon. Oh, yeah, obviously. Let me get my helicarrier ready. <laughs> Your helicarrier. <laughs> Dude, you know that every time the helicarrier appears, it crashes. So <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't get it. on it. Don't get on it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was it was good, but I didn't I didn't like it as much. I really didn't like it. I didn't like Striker. I didn't like Lady Death Strike. Mm. So, all I right. The battle scenes were awesome. Wolverine finally like killed somebody. Like when the guards invade the X mansion and he stabs him in the when he's at the refrigerator. Like that's my Wolverine. Oh, that's true. That is a good scene. Yeah. But actually, I didn't like Nightcrawler as much. Like I liked the character, but I didn't like what they did with him. No, I didn't either. But the White House scene at the beginning. Yeah, that was awesome too. Cinema magic. It was just oh, so many good scenes in that movie. Okay, what about 2003, The Hulk? Oh. <laughs> Uh, I give it a one and a half. <laughs> I give it a one. <laughs> oh, so awful. Eric Banda's a good actor. What happened? It's Ang Lee. I blame him. It, it was absolutely Ang Lee because he's so artsy-fartsy. He thought people would get what he was talking about, and no one had any idea what was happening. Yeah. No. I. To be honest, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I was like, I can't even watch this. Well, see, I went out. I didn't go to the movies and watch it. I bought it because it was like $2 at Movie Connection or something. I was like, it can't be that bad. Oh, I wish I would have spent my $2. (laughs) Let's let's like gamma irradiate some dogs and combine Absorbing Man with your dad. And like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. 2004, The Punisher. Didn't see it. Oh, man. Are you serious? <laughs> it didn't look interesting. Dude, I give this a four, and the oh. only the only reason it's not a five is because it's not totally true to the character, because the character would have killed a whole lot more people if it if it was that true to the character. Whoa. But, but I I really like this movie because the way they did the theme and the way they did the difference between vengeance and punishment. Um, just, it, it's amazing. Like the whole thing is it's not vengeance, it's punishment. And like, he's the climax of the movie is not when he kills the bad guy. It's not when he kills John Travolta. It's when he is about to kill himself and he decides not to. And mm. because if it was vengeance, he would have killed himself because he already took vengeance and there was nothing else to live for. But because it was punishment, there were so many other people that needed to be punished that he decided not to kill himself. Well, I guess I don't need to see the movie now. Oh, come on, man. Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it, was good. it was good. Every time I watch that movie, I'm just like, oh. it's. And Tom Jane was, was really good. That might be a good one to rent. Yeah, I, I think you'd like it. I really do. All right, 2004, Spider-Man 2. Four and a half. Um, yeah, I, I give it a five. Oh, okay. Okay. I give it a five. Um, I just thought, I, I just thought it was fantastic. The struggle between 
what you want and what you can't have because of what you need to do. Oh, and the scene where Doc Ock throws the car through the window. It's Mm. amazing. That and the, uh, then it's followed up with the, uh, the train, the train battle. Yeah, it's good. Ridiculous. It was, it's definitely the best of all three of Spider-Man. Oh, definitely. And the thing is like, how he reacts is really what happens during the comic when they're fighting on the side of the building and he throws the stuff at him, like uh, when you know when and they're falling in slow motion fighting. Like mm-hmm. we see that in the comic <laughs> book, and you're yeah. always like, "How is this possible?" And then you see it on the screen. It was amazing. See, dude, you you need to get a job up here at Wright Pat or something, and we, you can just come over and watch comic book movies with me whenever you want. We'll, we'll put the girls upstairs in the comic book room with Superhero Squad, and they can play with those. Jackie and Jennifer can like talk about their feelings and stuff, and we'll watch comic book movies. Talk about their feelings. That's what girls do. They like t- have tickle parties and talk about their feelings. They have tickle parties? <laughs> I don't think so. We'll just send them to the pool. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Man... That sounds good. If PC ever opens up an, an office in Ohio. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you can if you can do your job anywhere, if you work from home, how about you just move down here? Cuz most of our the people that we work with with our business are up here. It would be kind of a business killer to move. Well, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Unless we had somebody to work with in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be somebody down here. There's got to be someone sharp in that state. <laughs> okay, 2004, <laughs> Blade Trinity. Now, this movie doesn't seem like it's this old. Yeah, I was working at, yeah, yeah. Did you I didn't see it. it. You didn't no. see it? I saw it one time, and I can't remember anything about it. Um, <laughs> I remember that it was, it, it wasn't bad, it wasn't spectacular, so I just gave it a three. Well, the Darkstalkers were in it, and they talked about doing a spinoff movie for them, but it never happened. No, I, and who was that? Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel? I'm really mm-hmm. not a fan of Jessica Biel. I find her offensive. I liked her on Seventh Heaven, and then she just got skanky. Yeah, I didn't like her in Seventh Heaven. <laughs> and those kids got into so much trouble, it was more like oh, Seventh God. Hell anyway. <laughs> we talk about that all the time, like... That is the worst pastor's family in the world. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, a nine-year-old, let's go smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, every scene was like something that would get you expelled from school and your parents would never forgive you for. But by the end of the episode, they, they got it taken care of. And he's back at church with four people going to the church. Like, how did they even pay their bills? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that show was a mess. <laughs> I did not like that show at all. The only reason I started watching that show was because the mom was in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good reason. That's how much of a nerd I am. <laughs> okay, 2005, Electra. Uh, we bought it, but I've yet to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you, haven't, you spent money on it, but you haven't watched it yet. It was another one of those 2 or $3 movies. So I, I kind of... No, I heard it, it was. I heard it was awful, and I haven't seen it. And I really don't like Jennifer Garner. <gasps> oh, I love Jennifer Garner. Why? We're besties. <laughs> We're besties. <laughs> I think she's got a horse face, man. <gasps> oh, Andy. 
Not a whore's face. Horse, like the animal. I know what you said. <laughs> awful. No, like that, a horse. I know. That's, like, very, very mean. Now, I have a very long face as well. We're all made in the image of God. and Oh. God I, is not God is not a horse. No, but to say that something that he created is hideous. I didn't say hideous. Who wants to have a horse face? It's, she's got a long face. That's a lot. Long and horse are a lot different. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Next movie. I'm sorry to <laughs> offend you. My bestie's going to be very upset about that. <laughs> when she listens to this and finds out you said that about her. Jen, I'm sorry. Oh, she doesn't like to be called Jen. Jennifer, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope we can make up sometime. Perhaps we'll get Perhaps together. on a horse ranch. Watch Electra. <laughs> <laughs> all right 2005 fantastic four uh three i gave it a two uh it was rough yeah was, the first one was, rough. wasn't that compelling you know i liked silver surfer i thought he was cool he wasn't in this movie oh sorry i skipped too far down oh the first fantastic four i i gave that a three <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like Johnny Storm, but that was about it. Yeah, he was definitely the the breadwinner of that movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, 2006, X Men: The Last Stand. I gave it a four. Really? What'd you it, give it? I gave it a three. Because they killed everybody. Well, it didn't make sense that they killed Cyclops right away, and it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. It was just like middle of the road, you know. Yeah, I thought the action scenes were pretty good. Like the battle at the end at Alcatraz. Was that where they were? I can't even remember. I thought that's what... I thought he took the San Francisco Bridge and moved it over to Alcatraz. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I just thought the action stuff... It was... I think I liked it because it was so different from what we were all expecting. You know? We really thought it was going to be like, you know, Storm, Cyclops, Wolverine, and Rogue. And they were going to battle... Magneto with the new character Juggernaut and Mystique. And then we watched it and it was just so so different. But I think I think that because so many people didn't like X-Men Last Stand that it kind of affected how X-Men First Class did, which is unfortunate. Um you really think that that 5 years difference made that much of it? I mean, they well, were I mean, 5 years apart. Yeah, but I mean, when you see a, a movie that's supposed to be a prequel to a movie that you really thought stuck, you you lose a lot of interest in the prequel. People weren't willing to give it a chance, you know, because I, I counted X Men First Class out, but I still went to see it and was surprised. Whereas I think a lot of other people were like, "Yeah, dude, he totally screwed up the movie." See, I would think that anybody who was disappointed in X-Men The Last Stand would not like X-Men First Class inherently. I mean, not because they were like, oh, well, I didn't like X-Men Last Stand, so I'm not going to like X-Men First Class, but rather their criteria really hasn't changed that much. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll never know. Well, Jackie, um, it was her birthday, and uh, I said, hey, you want to go see the, the Cabin by the... 
no, what is what is the the lake house, the cabin lake, the one where they send the notes through time through the mailbox? Oh gosh, that was awful. I was like, do you want to go see that or do you want to go see X Men Last Stand? And she was like, oh, let's go see X Men Last Stand. Whoa. And I was like, oh, all right, right on. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was probably a better choice because that that lake movie was not good. Yeah, the lake house stuff. Yeah. No. All right, 2007, Ghost Rider. Oh, one and a half. I give it a two. Oh. I thought it was fun in a campy kind of way, but it was not a quality film at all. Nope. Not anything with Nicolas Cage is very difficult to watch. That's that's true. That's true. All right, uh, 2007, Spider-Man 3. Oh, I forgot to rate that one. Um, Probably give it a three. I gave it a two. I was that disappointed in Venom. Oh. Venom sucked. Yeah. Oh, what a letdown. It was, he didn't even say we at all. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? This isn't Venom. And then, oh, the dancing thing was terrible. What was that? Because to go from Spider-Man 2, which is, you know, I gave it a four and a half, you gave it a five, and then to go to this, like, what happened? See, maybe that's why mine is so low, though, is because my expectations were set so high. Well, dude, it had Venom. Everybody's favorite Spider-Man. And Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Uh, and combined with Sandman, whose powers were freaking sweet, you know? Yeah. But, Actually, he was good in it. He he did. Yeah. Oh. Thomas Hayden Church did an awesome job. He definitely did. Now, the one thing, like, let's let's just talk about the Dark Knight for a second. The, the, the difference between the Dark Knight and Spider-Man 3, I was like, in all the Marvel movies, you kind of feel bad for the bad guy. You know, like, oh, the... It's it's not his fault, you know, Sandman's just trying to do the right thing and he's just choosing the wrong way to do it. And like um you saw the Dark Knight obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the Joker the first time he was like, "Do you want to know how I got these scars and, you know, my dad cut me?" At first I was like, "Oh, I can't believe it. They're making us feel sorry for the guy." And then the second time when he was like, "Oh, my wife got cut, so I did this to myself." I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> They're just making him a maniac who what, neither of them, um, probably both of those things are a lie, but the whole point is because he told two things, you don't feel sorry for the character at all, and he truly is the villain, you know? Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. That was just so refreshing to have a straight-up villain instead of like an anti-hero. So I think that was one of my major complaints with Spider-Man 3. I mean, you have... Green Goblin or the New Goblin, which you know. What was know, the point? Yeah, he well he was a, he was a villain because he was driven to it. Sandman was a villain that was because he was driven to it, and so was Venom in that movie. The three villains are way too many. Oh yeah, definitely. And the thing where Sandman became like fifty stories tall. Uh like some kind of dinosaur, like screeching and stuff. <laughs> Man, when when I saw the 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 1994, um, the Venom episodes of the Spider-Man series, I was like scared for him because he could <laughs> track him down anywhere and he can get to his aunt and everything. Like, I was yeah. looking for that in this movie. I was like, how's he gonna deal with this problem? Like, he's super strong. He's got all, his, and his spider sense doesn't work, you know. But yeah. in, instead, he was like, oh, you have to tell Mary Jane that it's over and. You know, it was a poor. I think it was poor casting too. Well, see, I think that Topher Grace would have been a better Spider-Man. Yeah, he would have been great. 
I I never really super cared for what's his name Toby. No, uh. Uh-uh. But yeah, Topher Grace would have been great. Spider. He's just a little guy. Yeah. He's kind of like lanky, like Spider Man should be. Right. Venom. I mean, Eddie Brock was like this big Hulk of a guy. Dude, I think Vin Diesel would have been a fantastic Eddie Brock. Oh yeah, that would have been sweet. And I know that's like I've I said that on some forums and stuff, and they were like, "Oh, that's terrible." Oh, but he's not a good actor. I was like, for that part, you wouldn't have to be a good actor. Mm-mm. Ah. Anyway. All right, enough about that fiasco <laughs> that never happened. Uh, 2007, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Three. I gave it a two. I probably I probably should change it to three, because uh, it was better than the first Fantastic Four. But yeah, it didn't it didn't do much for me. Still, yeah. it was just kind of eh. Right. All right, 2008, Iron Man. Five. Wow, I give it a four. I give it a four. Um, it was really good, but I didn't think it was as good as um, Spider-Man 2. Well, we see we had, you know, Spider-Man 2 was kind of like awesome. Then we had Blade, Electra, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man 3. All movies that people were largely disappointed with all of them. Oh, and then Fantastic Four. Right. You know, the second one. You know, people were so disappointed with this. And then Iron Man came out, and it was like this... You know, we're back to, you know, 2000 when X-Men first came out, or 2002 when Spider-Man came out. This is a comic book movie. It's just like a comic book, but it, there's so much story in it. It's true to the character. This is, you know, all Marvel movies are kind of measured against Iron Man now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's hard to believe that only a year went by between Fantastic Four, or Spider-Man 3 and Iron Man. And yeah. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Iron Man. Because it's such a huge difference. It's like a new benchmark, like you were saying, for everything. You know what? It's probably a 4.5. It's When it was Marvel's first time out, you know, we're going to do our own movie in-house. Right. How's it going to work? And you see the difference between some studio execs that don't know these characters and then the company themselves that knows the, the character. Huge difference. Right. In terms of quality and every – just – Every aspect. All right. Well, I'll, I'll change mine to a 4.5. And then uh, for Incredible Hulk 2008, I'll give it a 4. A solid 4. Oh, me too. I liked yeah, it. I, I thought it was great. I thought I am, I'm actually pretty disappointed that um, – that uh, what's his name? Norton's not going to be playing the Hulk in the Avengers. Yeah, he. I think he really wanted to based on his interviews. Oh, really? I think it was yeah. a money problem. And I, I hear he's just a big jerk, right? Yeah, I hear he's really hard to work with because he's so into his character and about... Because he wasn't supposed to be doing any writing or producing of The Incredible Hulk. And by the end of the movie, he had credits for both because he's so into the process. And that Oh, would be hard really? What'd you say? That would be hard work to work with. It would be. I mean, it shows dedication. I mean, I've seen him act in some pretty incredible things and uh, i just thought he was a great bruce banner um mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer i would like to see him back but you know yeah we'll see how mark ruffalo does i like him what did he play in? i don't know he's one of those those guys that oh i know that guy he was i saw him before you know gotcha yeah <laughs> um punisher war zone 2008 i saw this in the theater Oh, really? How was it? I didn't see it. It was awful. <laughs> it was a one. 
Ooh. It probably was a point five. Whoa, whoa. It was it was downright one of the goriest movies I've ever seen or bloodiest movies I've ever seen. And just gratuitous and no character development at all. Anything that they tried to do with the character was just hokey and cheesy and like Everybody was doing backflips and getting blown up by rocket launchers in midair and just like blood splatter everywhere. It was ridiculous. Wow. It was terrible, man. I was so disappointed. Man. I I can't I can't tell you how I, I went to the movie theater like um a sheriff's deputy buddy of mine who's on the SWAT team. Like, we got out of it, and I was like, oh, man. He was like, that was the awesomest movie in the <laughs> world. And I was like, I can't believe I sat through that. That was awful. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was comparing it to the first, you know, the um, the 2004 one, which I, I rated so high. But this was just, like, wanton killing and just unleashing bullets and grenades everywhere for the sake of just blowing people up. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. Uh, All right, uh, 2009, the only movie in 2009, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I gave it a three. I gave it a two. Oh, yeah, lots of people didn't like it. Yeah, you know, Sabretooth was fantastic in it, but that was about it. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I think I just after X-Men 3, I just relegated myself to realize this is... Not the X Men universe I'm used to. This is the movie universe. Characters aren't going to be like they are in the comics. Well, I couldn't believe that the claws looked so fake, and that they were like so long, and that there was there was so much um, comic relief. It was I, I don't know, but Sabretooth did a fantastic job. Yeah. but that was about it. Yeah, he's scared. <laughs> All right, uh, 2010 Iron Man two. Three and a half. Oh, really? I gave it. I gave it a four. I would almost go to a four and a half. Did we see the same movie? <laughs> Man, I loved Whiplash. I thought he was great. He didn't do anything. I I loved um. Oh, what's the guy's name? Hammer. Justin Hammer. I I love Justin Hammer. He was amazing in this. It was just a little. It was just definitely not. In the same class as Iron, the first Iron Man. I mean, what what did Whiplash do? You know, he he split a car one time, and then he shows up at the end. They don't even call him Whiplash in the whole movie. I I thought that uh, who played him, Mickey Rourke. I thought that yeah. Mickey Rourke's character just did a great job. I I, I enjoyed seeing him on the screen. Yeah, because yeah, it was a great role for him. It would have been interesting to see somebody else play it. So I think he did a great job and. Uh, you know, we needed more Scarlett Johansson with Black Widow. You know, again, we don't even call her Black Widow. Um, so, I thought at the I thought at the end they did. I thought Nick Fury at the end did. Oh, maybe Nick Fury. Maybe in one of those scenes he did. Yeah, and then the whole Shield thing. I think it was really confusing if you didn't understand they're trying to set up the Avengers. Ah, that's probably true. But see, everything that you're talking about, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That was good too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I thought, you know, I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Jackie really liked it. Um, I really liked John Favreau in it. Mm, yeah. So, anyway, 
2011, Thor. Five, baby. I gave it a five also. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah. It it blew me away. I I wasn't even planning on seeing this in the theater, and I was uh, I was like, all right, yeah, let's let's give it a go. You know, I'm not that interested in this character, but um, and it it was it was amazing. For real? Yeah, I've been into Thor since the movie came out. Like, I'm watching like when I watch Superhero Squad, I'm like, I'm really into Thor, and I just watched Thor versus Hulk yesterday, and just like I want to see Thor in comic books now. It it really because I never liked Thor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I still, um, I still would like to see a good characterization of him in the comic book. Um, but like I said before, in the movie, you saw him, his character develop from a spoiled brat to a responsible individual, and like we don't see that in the comics at all because that took place like twenty years ago, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's really tough. I am enjoying. I really want a hammer. What'd you say? I really want a hammer. <laughs> so once they start clearancing the Thor stuff out, I'm getting me one of those Nerf Thor hammers. Okay, you do it. You do it. I am, and I'm going to make videos and hit people with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> we live with mostly older people, so I'm just going to have Jennifer film me hitting them with my Thor hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... um. You know, make sure you get a, a video that's long enough to to capture the incident, the arrest, and most of the trial <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> All right, uh, last one to date: 2011 X Men First Class. Oh, your favorite! I gave it a four and a half. Are you serious? I don't want to get into this debate again. We talked no, we about we won't. We we no. won't. But I just <laughs> I can't believe that it's that high. I might take it down to a four. I, I gave it a one. <laughs> it, there's no way that that movie was as bad as Captain America, the first Captain America with rubber ears. There's no way. I, I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was no, as bad as the No, you don't. Whole. You're I just being a, a jerk. No, no, I thought it was the look. If you look at my list, I thought it was as bad as the Hulk from 2000. There's no way. <laughs> I might go as high as two. See, this is why you need to live here, because then what we would do is we would sit down and we'd watch the first Hulk, like we'd have energy drinks so we could stay awake, and <laughs> watch the first Hulk, and then I would put an X-Men First Class, and you'd be like, you're correct, Jared, Hulk did suck. I still don't like X-Men First Class, but it's not even in the same league as the first Hulk. All right, well, then, if you were me, what would I? What would you give it? A three. Okay, I will, I'll, go, I'll settle with a two. I'll settle with a two. <laughs> Okay. Because I gave X-Men Origins Wolverine a 2. Yeah. All right. So I'll give it a 2. I just really didn't enjoy it. Because okay. the fake fire. Yep. That's <laughs> I'm glad you were paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody commented about that on the page this week. Did they really? What they say? There was some comment and somebody was like, oh yeah, maybe it's fake fire. And I was like, oh, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not they're listening. They're making fun. <laughs> they're, yeah, you seem to be the butt of a lot of jokes on the Facebook page. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> People make fun of your ice cream and drinking and fake fire and flying. <laughs> they just really give it to you. <laughs> At least they're engaged, I guess. They are, and I think <laughs> it's good because it shows they're listening and they like you, you know? 
Nobody's yeah. ever mean about it. Yes. No. Like, I'm going to come to your house and beat you up because you don't like ice cream. I That's... tell you, man, people are getting snippy the past couple days because um, of the movies. Did you Have you read any of that? I've been gone. I've been, I've been trying to keep up with it, but... There's a, there's a couple people there like, well, I'm not going to see this because it's probably going to suck just like Thor did, but I didn't even watch Thor. And people are like, people are trying to be polite about it, which I really... I really respect, and I'm, I'm I'm so appreciative that people are trying to be polite. But some of them are like, right? So if you haven't seen it, why would you say it sucked, and that you're not going to watch the next one because the other one sucked? Like, ah, uh, here we are. Yeah, on the uh, about they're talking about the Captain America movie. Yeah, are you looking at it now? Yeah, yeah, they're very polite. I appreciate that too. I am I am so psyched to see Captain America. I, I think we're gonna do midnight showing for that. Really? Oh yeah. man! See, here's the thing. That's that's Thursday night midnight. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't do a midnight showing. I'm gonna be out of town. Oh man! They don't have movie theaters in that town. Well, I would have to go alone. Cause yeah, Jackie... but if you dress up, it will be cooler. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> no, no one will notice. Like if you're alone and dressed up, it's cool. The only way I can go is if I take my buddy's wife. Oh, so, that'd be awkward. Yeah, so I don't think I can do that. Like Jackie's gonna be Jackie's gonna be in a different town. Uh, my buddy's gonna be. He works the night shift. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I don't think I'm gonna see that opening night. Can't do it. That's okay. I'll call you and tell you how it is around 2 in the morning. Oh, great. <laughs> Dude, just guess what happened. Just text me and tell me how fantastic it was. Cause I, I, so you I, cannot agree with me. <laughs> no, no. I really think that this movie's going to do well. I didn't love we, Captain didn't America. Didn't we both give it. Thor a 5? Yes, we did. See? Agreeance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That That's enough for this. Let's. Uh, you You want to hit State of the Union? Uh, probably real quick. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do that now. The state of our union. All right. State of the union. We have two topics that yeah they're gonna go really quick because we want time for the Tina Awards. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what is this this new store initiative? Have you looked this up? I did. It makes me want to start a comic book store. All right. So what do you, what do you think about this? What, what exactly is it? What do you think about it? Well, the only thing I don't under – I mean, is it free to join? This, this initiative uh, that Marvel announced is it's a support program for comic retailers. Um, you get a six-month 53% discount. Um, you get a stock to the ma- there's some kind of stock to the max program, free copies of some top selling collections, uh, free variant covers, uh, discounts on other Marvel products, calls from Marvel and Diamond staff, uh, free first looks, uh, free access to the Marvel digital comics. Um, you get promoted on Marvel.com, promotional materials, and more. Um, it doesn't say anything about a cost or anything like that. It just says if you'd like to set up a new account. Email them, and they will take care of it. I, I mean, unless there's a cost of like you know a thousand dollars a year, 
I think it's awesome, and I think it's it's good because so many retailers are, you know, nervous and, and feel like they're going to start losing money because of the digital age. That if this is something that Marvel can give back to help the retailers, God bless them, do it. That's awesome. This is this is like I I was really confused. I was really confused. Like, what's going on? Why are they doing this? And so my theory is, yeah, they're they're they would like to foster kind of a like goodwill toward um toward everybody toward the LCS, but is do you think this is because that they haven't went to digital and it's kind of like, hey, we haven't went to digital because we're not set up for that, but you know we're gonna spin it this way so that it looks like you know it, it looks like we we care more about the LCS instead of we're behind the times. Oh, I didn't. I didn't take that. I think I, I'm. I don't know the sales numbers on Marvel Digital Comics. You know, I don't. I just don't know those. They don't release those. But I'm kind of guessing that maybe it hasn't been as successful as they thought it would be, because so many of us just want the floppies, Scotty. Uh, that's just what we want. You know. So they realize, yeah, there's a lot of money there, and uh, these people have had comic stores for ten and more years. You know. They're the lifeblood of the industry, and they've supported Marvel for so long. This is something Marvel can do and not lose a lot of money and can you know, hopefully regain some faith back in them. Yeah, I, I just didn't know if it was kind of a stunt, you know, a publicity stunt. I hope not. It didn't sound like that to me. Well, that's good. I'm glad that they're reaching out and they're taking care of the LCS, and it does, you know, it does make you want to start a comic book store, but it's like... It's such a hard business, man. Like the failure rate of comic book stores have to be up there with like restaurants. Yeah. The failure rate of restaurants is is amazingly high. It's like seventy or eighty percent. Oh yeah, like a mom and pop restaurant. Well, yeah, not a chain. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, down here, most restaurants are mom and pops. Like oh. it's it's so cultural that we don't have that many chains compared to. We have, I think we have over a thousand restaurants in New Orleans. Gosh. So, oh, speaking of, are you still eating out or are you on the ramen diet? <laughs> Did I tell you about the ramen diet? We talked about it last last episode. Oh yeah, no, doing uh, doing the ramen challenge. Yep, five days a week having ramen noodles for lunch. So, and you've done it for how long now? Well, today is, what, the 17th? So I've done it for the, uh, no, today's, well, now it's the 18th because it's 12.01. But, um, yeah, I've done it for that long. Okay, so you've done it this month. Just yeah. This month, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so you're saving money. Right, I am. And have you lost weight? Um, I don't know, but my the guy I'm doing it with lost nine pounds so far. Wow. Yeah. And are you are you getting different flavors or? Yes, oriental, shrimp. Chicken picante. It's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Cool. So I mean, you know, it'll be a nice change after we're done this. I gotta say though, like all the money I saved, I think I spent today because I was I was helped. <laughs> it's I know it's a bummer. I feel bad about it, but at the same time, this guy really needed help. Like he needed a place to stay, and uh, so. Oh, you give somebody a place to stay? Well, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's the story I was going to talk about my day. Um, this guy came into church, and he was like, um, I really need help. I'm stuck here. I live in Virginia. My 
my truck is in the shop and it's not getting done and I ran out of money. And uh, so the church got him a, a hotel room and then I gave him some money for food and gas and stuff. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I hope, you know, I hope everything works out for him. I, I, I hope his car goes well. He, um, this is going to sound mean, but, he, you know, he's he's a normal, simple guy. You know, he's from Virginia. It sounds like a very small town. He lives in a trailer. He does security for a storage facility um, that, you know, elderly people own. And uh, it, it just sounds like <clears throat> he really needed help. So that's awesome, man. As long as you, he, when he left, you didn't yell, Hey, by the way, you have a horse face. Like, <laughs> I think that's cool. That's really nice. Do, do you know the first thing I saw, like when I saw him, the first thing I thought was he looks like meatloaf in fight club. <laughs> did you see fight club? I did. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? I do. He, he looks almost exactly like him. He looks a, a little, um, less heavy but mm-hmm. he looks almost exactly like him it's pretty amazing <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so, well that was nice man i i thought you meant you you got out of those those comic books with your money today that was awesome uh, helped him out yeah well yeah I, I because jackie and the girls aren't here if i didn't have to go to work tomorrow i would have had them stay at my place but you know uh, the pastor and his wife kind of didn't want me to do that, so I'm kind of, you know. Anyway. Sure. Anyway, uh, next news story. Speculation about it's either in you or it's not. What is what is this about? I really don't care about any of those characters, so I'm thinking it must be Defenders. Oh, you think? I mean, we got Doctor Strange and Hulk and Silver Surfer. So far, right? Right. But Silver Surfer, didn't he just rejoin up with Galactus again? That's the thing with the character of Silver Surfer is because there's so much dead time with him, he can do whatever he wants to. He's got a different personality every time he comes back. He, you know, him and Galactus, like, have this fight all the time. Either I'm with you or I'm not with you. Like, whatever. Right. Well... What did you think about it? Well, I like the Iron Fist and the... It looks like everything, you know, they're made up of words and everything like that. Um, and the words are like what's important to them. So I, I don't really understand, like, all those things make up that character, all those words. I don't know what these characters all have in common. Um, it's kind of a weird, it's either in you or it's not. That's like a, such a weird catchphrase. And uh, but the posters, the pictures are amazing. So I'm wondering if it is the defenders. But at first I was like, maybe it's a, a look into these characters about what makes them who they are, and they have to face kind of like who they are to see if they're up for the challenge or whatever. Yeah, which sounds like a defenders thing to me. It might be. But I, I don't know much we'll about see. The defenders. Oh, and they just did come out with the defenders uh, from the vault comic oh yeah you're right they did didn't they yeah that came out last week i think so yeah you might be right but it says december so Hmm. this is gonna happen in december and then we're gonna find out about it at san diego like 
Is it really going to be that big a deal that we're going to find out about it? Oh, they're going to talk about it at the Comic-Con that we couldn't get tickets for? Yes. How much does that uh, suck, man? And to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't be able to go anyway, to be honest with you, because I got this conference coming up. So You would, you would send me to San, San Diego by myself? Dude, I don't know what I don't know what else to do because I was thinking about that. I have to speak at a conference, and uh, like it stuff at work is like super duper important right now. <clears throat> I'm kind of cutting in and out a little bit. Oh, my bad. Can you hear me? I can now. Oh, all right. Stuff at work is super duper important right now. All right, let's go to the Tinas. Enough of this. The Tina Awards. That's right. The Tina Awards. Arguably the best segment that we have. Simply the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How many Tinas you got? Three. Okay. I have two. So you go first. All right. My first Tina is Something Beautiful Remains. Something beautiful Time will ease the pain every light that fades Something beautiful remains Something beautiful remains I love it when you sing it, you know? I started to sing and then I went and did not. <laughs> Something beautiful remains. Um, I'm gonna say. Don't act- take the the remains part so literally. Look at more than something beautiful. Oh, something beautiful. Um, I'm gonna go with the art on Cap. You got it. All right, McNiven's art. I was mm-hmm. gonna say if it's something beautiful remains, I was gonna say Cap after Fear itself. Well, yeah, that would have probably been good. I just. I wanted something that talked about something beautiful, and I was like, gosh, that art was just gorgeous. It was. It, it really was. Loved it. All right. Um, two people. Wolverine and Cyclops. Yep. We're getting too good at this, I think. Yeah. Yep. Two people want to stay together. Isn't that the song? Two people want to stay together. Well, it's got to stay together, but you can oh, go with that. Got to. All right. Well, anyway. Sing it again with the right words. No, no. I think we're done on that one. <laughs> uh, My next is Change Gonna Come. Okay, so that's that's probably going to be um, Schism. Yeah, that one was easy. Okay, all right. And look, this one's going to be hard. I did this on purpose. In that's your cool. wildest dreams. 
one of the two issues we reviewed. Nope. What? It's about something we talked about. No, our yep. keynote words are always about the, the issues we review. Nope. It's looking back over the entire show. That's what I thought the Tino words were. Is that is that not accurate? Go back and listen to all 32 episodes that we've performed, that we've recorded, <laughs> and they're always about the issues we review. Always. <laughs> take take a stab at it. Uh, in your wildest dreams, for the whole episode, let me look at the outline. <laughs> let me look at the agenda. Uh, oh, because I tried out for Avengers. Yeah, see? There you go. Was that that hard? <laughs> Uh, you can't fool me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're way too bright. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Last one is talk to my heart. Ooh, that's this a good one, one. Yeah, this one might be hard. Wolverine giving Idy or Idy a doll? Good job, man. Wow, look awesome. at that. Great. This segment went very fast. No, usually it's full of arguments and yelling and, <laughs> and talking that, about semantics of words. Smashing of teeth, me yeah. calling you a jerk. Yeah, you know. That's I cool. ripped my sackcloth the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my morning clothes. <laughs> I spread ash on my forehead. It was <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, well, I think we're good. I think we're going to wrap it up. I'm sorry that uh, this episode I was more um, conversational and less on topic. With Jackie out of town, it's like I got nobody to talk to. Oh, uh, it's all right, man. It's oh, all right. Oh, man. You didn't lead me astray. No, there was no a strayness or straying or whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Uh, this episode was brought to you by DCBService.com, discount comic book service, your place to get up to 40% off single issues and trade paperbacks. And I got to say, look, I was looking at the trades and um, their sister site, uh, In Stock Trades, um, I was looking over there, and I was like, huh, this is 30% off. And then I was like, I wonder if DCBS has these same books. And so I switched over to their site, and it they had them for 35% off. Huh. So I don't know what the deal was, but of course I bought them for 35% off. Absolutely. DCB Service, they, they sponsor us, so that's who we like. Yep. They're, <laughs> they're fantastic. No, they really are. They've got... Uh, they've got great customer service, great website, easy to navigate, uh, great deals, fantastic place to go. Um, you can uh, go to our website, marvel.com, or no, not marvel.com, <laughs> marvel616politics.com. <laughs> um, make sure you, uh, <laughs> make sure you, man, what am I... What? <laughs> Email us. Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at 616politics. We try to get uh, in as many conversations with uh, creators and artists as possible so you guys can watch and follow along and uh, maybe jump in. So um, twitter.com slash 616politics. 
You can Facebook us at facebook.com slash marvel616politics, uh, where we've got polls, discussions, arguments, uh, just pictures, all kinds of crazy stuff. We just have a good time over there. Or give us a call. Let us know your thoughts. Ask a question. Um, make a complaint. Whatever you want to do. Uh, Tell us there's going to be road closures. That's where I was getting ready to say. <laughs> uh, at 616-755-TINA. And please, when you do call, leave your name. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else. Um, of course, we're on iTunes. And if you uh, want to know the exact, it's uh, uh, bit.ly slash marvel616politics. That'll take you right to our iTunes page. Download us from there. Leave a comment. Leave uh, Rate our show so that we can get... Uh, a little bit more listeners in uh, different ways. And also, we are hosted on uh, podcasts.comicbooked.com, uh, along with some great other shows as well. Um, so until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. Marvel 616 Politics.